Welcome to the Keep the Change podcast. You may have heard the saying that the only constant in life is change, but if your experience is anything like mine, then there's probably things in your life that you've never been able to get past or change. But let me tell you that there is hope. Here on this podcast, we look to the life and teachings of Jesus for that hope and see that he's actually given us ways to find change that we can keep. My name is Mike Lane. I'm the Life Group's Life Missions Pastor here at Life Church in Albany, New York. And I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, Bill McCormick. Welcome to season one of Keep the Change. Well, welcome back everyone to episode nine. I can't believe we're nine episodes in. Uh, can you, Bill? No, not at all. Nine. Wow. Yeah. And it is, uh, if you're listening to this on the day of release, it is the week of Christmas. Merry Christmas. So, yes, a happy, happy, well, <laughs> early Merry Christmas. Yeah. That's what or I meant to say. Happy, happy Christmas is from, like, the U.K. So if you're listening from the U.K. or one of the U.K. territories, happy Christmas. Yeah, happy Christmas. Uh, so we thought we'd actually do something a little different. Uh, this time we did something a little different on the last episode, just to take a little bit of a break at the end of the year from our, our normal content that we've been talking about. And I thought because it's the week of Christmas, it would be uh, really cool for Bill and I just to take a moment to share uh, something within the Christmas story that uh, really stood out to us in our walk with Jesus that has impacted the way that we either view God or view the gospel or even just view the Christmas season in general. Mm -hmm. And so Bill and I were talking about this before. So Bill, I'd love for you to kind of kick us off and share what that was for you. Yeah, thanks, Mike. For me, just this past week, Pastor Craig, in the Holy Moments series, he talked about how it's hard to obey, and he likened it to the story of Joseph and how Joseph obeyed despite the ramifications, despite of how he was going to be to be looked at. And uh, my wife Sue and I, on the ride home, we often debrief about the message, and we were talking about, so when was a time that we had a hard decision to make? And it goes back to 2013 when we had to decide whether or not to start our business. And so you're thinking, well, how does that, what does that have to do with, with, with your spiritual walk? Well, it really had to do everything with it because she had a job and her boss had passed away and we were faced with a decision that took nine weeks to, to come to. Mm -hmm. And all during that nine weeks, we thought that there's, there's just a plan A. There, and we kept saying to each other, there's no plan B. Here's the problem when we have plan A's. We think that plan A is, is the way we want to do it, but God has other ideas. And so our plan A wasn't God's plan A. So when he presented plan A, which was totally different, it was us walking away from the opportunity that was there and starting something fresh, we had to be obedient to that. And why that resonated, resonates with me during the Christmas season is because we're all called to be obedient, just like Mary was and just like Joseph was. And sometimes that's really hard. Mm. And for us, what made it easier was the fact that for nine, the whole nine weeks from beginning to end of that process, we were really seeking God. And we not only sought God and sought direction together as a couple, but separately, but we also had a great, well, life group, but it wasn't in Life Church at that time, but we had a, whole, a small group that we went to that really rallied around us and they mm. prayed for us and didn't necessarily tell us what we should do, but they asked really great questions that had us really ponder things. And so when it came time to, to do plan A, that was God's plan A and not our plan A, it made it easier. It mm. wasn't easy, 
but it made it easier. And so in the Christmas season, what I would encourage you to do is, is look at what is it that God's calling you to do and be obedient like Joseph, like Mary, and then much, much later on, you know, you know, 33 years later, we would see Jesus being obedient, being mm. obedient unto death for us. And so I, I would just encourage you to do that. That's what we've seen and, and we've held on to. So what about you, Mike? Well, first of all, I'd love to hear what, with obedience now, how do you look at obedience differently because of that experience? So what we do is, is any time that we're faced with the decision, we pray and we look for the direction that God is leading us. That direction can come through events. It can come through people that we know, Christian, and believe it or not, even non-Christian people mm. that come up and tell us something. It could be something as simple as a song that comes on and we pay attention. It's being sensitive to to the inputs that are around you that lead you in the path that you're supposed to go mm. and by and then take that step when you take that step you'll know if it's the right step to take because if it's not the right step you're going to be directed in a, in, a, in a different way and don't mind that ding that just happened that's just mike's computer it's no big deal uh, but but that's how i know that i'm taking the right step and that i'm acting obedience is is god will confirm that you, you, he lights one step, and if you go in the right direction, he lights the next step. Yeah, I love that because it actually reminds me, you even just saying like the little things that you guys look for when you're praying for that. Um, when I decided to move from, I was in Alabama at the time, but from, mm -hmm. to New York, I had been offered the job here in, in Albany, and I was praying about it. And I remember, I can remember exactly the red light I was turning at mm -hmm. in the little town of Alabama that I was living in when this song came on that was on my playlist. Uh, and the lyric was, you've called me higher, you've called me deeper, and I will go where you send me, Lord. And it was like, it was like yeah. this, it was, I've listened to the song yep. a dozen times before. Yeah. And for whatever reason, that lyric just like, it, it's like it, the volume cranked to a hundred. Yep. And I immediately, I remember tears came out my eyes, but yeah. okay, God, I, I know you're calling me to move to New York. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and that's what I needed. It was in that moment. I was praying, God, show me, give me peace, you know, lead me somewhat in some way to this. And, mm -hmm. and it was through that song that he, that he did it for me. It's pretty yeah. incredible. And yeah. he's actually done that twice now. Like led me through a song that that's what kind of brought confirmation to me. That's awesome. Um, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, for me, when it comes to the Christmas story, I think it's, uh, it, I don't know if it's necessarily one particular uh, piece of the Christmas story that has stood out, but I think so, like a mindset shift that really helped me a couple years back uh, was to just remember the, the humanity of the Christmas story. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I think uh, the Christmas story, it is a miracle. It is, I mean, it's a it's the virgin birth. There is so mm -hmm. many, you see the, the angels appearing to the shepherds, which uh, again, aren't these like these airbrushed cherubs that we think of? It was right. like these yeah. really overwhelmingly, uh, almost kind of probably abstract angelic beings. Like mm -hmm. I was reading that again this morning. It's like they were they were terrified. It said, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. these they're in a field with these, you know, probably in the wee hours of the morning doing their shifts, mm -hmm. and here comes these angelic beings. But all that to say, there's there's obviously a lot of miraculous supernatural things happening, and I think for me for so long it just caused me to overlook really the humanity of Mary, the humanity of, of Joseph, the humanity of Jesus. Like, yes, he was fully God and fully man, mm -hmm. but he was a baby at one point. And right, not right. not to be crude, but like he pooped his pants, you right. know, like my yeah. son does. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mary he had to wipe Jesus's butt. Yeah, he couldn't know? take care of himself. And that's not in any way to be uh, sacrilegious or to, to to in any way demean the the divinity side of who Jesus mm -hmm. was. But it's so easy to kind of read through the Christmas story and almost feel disconnected from it in a way because right. it is so like supernatural and kind of uh, angelic in all of its aspects. Mm -hmm. But to remember, like 
they were literally laying in like a trough. They were in a barn yeah. with like, if you've been through a petting zoo at the very least, that does not smell good. There's nothing romantic right. about that. No. There's no, no. nothing idyllic about that. Mm-hmm. It is very much like a rough environment. Well, and, and I'll tell you, I, I studied this through. I heard a, a sermon by one of my seminary professors years ago who, talked, who studied it through. And, and the, the manger area was kind of the back alley of, of, of the culture. Mm. That's where all the bad stuff happened. And, and so when you think about Jesus comes, he doesn't come in the pristine area. He comes in the back alley. And mm. he comes to the people who are in that back alley area, yeah. the, 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 you know, the shepherds, the shepherds of the day, yeah. they were the lowest on the totem pole, you mm. know? And so, um, so I, I think that that's a, that's great. Yeah. And, and, and to have that miracle happen there instead of an inn or a temple, for sure. I, I think it says so much about God. Yeah. And I think the way that's impacted me then, it's just, it's helped me to just connect more with Jesus, mm-hmm. to connect more with the story, to realize these were real people just like me. They weren't, they, yes, they have, uh, they have been marked in history uh, as mm-hmm. these special people that were able to parent and bring Jesus into the world. But mm-hmm. they were people just like you and I, right. just like you that's listening. They were they were just like us. Mary went through childbirth and the pains that came with it. Mm-hmm. Joseph went through the confusion of supporting his wife yeah. who is carrying the Son of God and then probably went through the confusion of being a human being knowing that his son is, uh, you know, his, I guess, stepson, I don't know how you really phrase that, but you know, that this child that he's now responsible for caring for is the son of God. And he's got to be a good father to it. He's got to learn how to, how to, you know, discipline well and Mm -hmm. how to teach him how to use the tools of the trade of carpentry. It's like, just, I think focusing on the humanity aspect of the Christmas story for me has all, has helped me to, to just feel more connected to the story mm. in general and to feel the weight of that, just yeah. to, of everyone that was involved in that and the awe of that moment that yes, there was beautiful miracles and, uh, and so much about it that was, that was supernatural, but there was also so much of it that was natural yeah. and that was human. And that was something that we can easily connect with. And so my encouragement to you is that as you go into the next few days, if you haven't yet, take a moment to just yeah. read the Christmas story Read it in some maybe multiple accounts of, uh, of the Gospels and take time to read through it slowly. Notice things that maybe you didn't notice before and think through the different uh, characters that you're reading about, whether that is the shepherds, whether that is Joseph or Mary, what might have been going through their minds during that moment of encounter with an angel or that moment of birth in a, in a back alley of uh, barn animals and, mm-hmm. and it helps to just human, humanize that story a little bit more if it hasn't felt like that for you. Yeah, and I would encourage you, read it in different translations. You, mm-hmm. you know, we all have our favorite, you know, uh, uh, NLT and NIV happen to be two of my favorite, but the message is a great uh, paraphrase to read it mm-hmm. in where you start to see it in more of our context, I think. Yeah. And I think that helps us to relate to it much better also. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, we wish you a happy Christmas or a Merry yes, Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. And we hope you really enjoy your holiday and that you have a great New Year as well. And we'll see you for the next episode of Keep the Change in the New Year. Yeah, have a great Christmas, everyone. Bye-bye.